I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. From the outskirts of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're talking about the latest kerfluffle in the Han Solo film. We're about to get started, so sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Uh, before we go too much further, a note from our sponsors, you, uh, Tashi Station Radio, is where I... In part by uh, you, our awesome Patreon subscribers. Click the link on Tashi-Station.net for more details and learn how you can support the show. And uh, with that said, we'll just jump right into Fixer's Flash, the geeky things we've been up to. And as is customary, Nancy, we start with you. Well, I have been reading the uh, next Vorkosigan book in the series, Brothers in Arms. Uh, Miles is getting into hijinks as per usual, and it's fun. Uh, I also just finished Solo Command, uh, which is the seventh book in the X-Wing series, the third the, and final book of the Wraith Squadron trilogy section. Uh, it is very good. I liked it a lot, and I can't wait for Rogue Quadrant to get to it. Um, we watched Apollo 13 for reasons. As you do. Uh, I'm still working on my book, and because uh, uh, Camp NaNoWriMo starts next week, actually Saturday, so I will be participating since uh, I did not get to participate in April, even though I was signed up because of family things that happened but now i am all set and ready to go and i have a brand new desk that was purchased this past weekend um so i can have a second monitor in there and have a space to do all my scheming and planning uh exciting stuff i'm excited i haven't had a desk i know it's a, it's a nice workstation you got carved out there yeah i think it's been like five years since i actually wrote at a you know dedicated desk i was doing a lot of writing on our dining room table and other table that we have but and i don't really like writing in here here being the office yeah. slash recording studio because it's I don't know. I like writing in our front room because it's nice and bright and I like all the stuff in there. So, so yeah, our our front room, uh, in addition to having the dining table, uh, also has our action figure cases, our bookshelves, and a whole bunch of Disney posters. Yes. And a couch as well. And a couch, yes. So that's like our, that's our nice formal living room except formal for us means star wars action figures behind glass not plastic on couches that's not formal for everyone else i know apparently not oh well those people are boring <laughs> uh as for me i uh, finally finished mass effect andromeda uh only took me three months um uh started today uh, horizon zero dawn on the playstation 4 uh, my brother was nice enough to give me his playstation 4 uh is that a playstation exclusive game? yeah that is a playstation ah. exclusive title uh so i started that today and uh wow it's very pretty if you have an hdr enabled set do we have that we do have an hdr enabled ah, set okay um so can i just say that i am so disappointed that i got so invested in your relationship in Mass Effect Andromeda only to be not at home when it was finally consummated. I know. I'm so, I was so bummed. Like, you finished the game and I was like, whatever happened with the girl you're romancing? And you're like, oh yeah, we hooked up. And I said, where was I? You were at work, which is kind of a funny 
conversation when you think of it. Out of context, that sounds really <laughs> bad. But I was very mad because I was like, every time you flirt with her, I was like, ooh, and then I didn't even get to be there for the, it's so dumb. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, I bought a whole bunch of uh, games on sale at Steam because it is the Steam summer sale. <laughs> How many have you bought so far? I'm at seven. I've spent less than $25, though. Yes, and I gave you a limit. I, I have a $50 spending limit on Steam. And you can't buy any books for the rest or any games until Battlefront. <laughs> what are you staring at before? I didn't agree to that term. <laughs> But you shouldn't. You you need to play the games that you have. Listen, the way the oh. way the <laughs> at the speed you play games, you'll finish Horizon when Battlefront. Comes okay, out. so you know how you have a thing for Kindle <laughs> books that are a dollar ninety nine. Yes, <laughs> this is the gaming equivalent. Okay, but a dollar ninety nine is a lot cheaper than the three ninety nine. I'm spending okay, on games. Horizon Zero Dawn was more expensive. I'm talking about like. Those type of games, like, you oh, know, well, 30, 40, 50 bucks games. Uh, a AAA title that catches my attention comes once in a blue moon. Yeah. Uh, so you're not going to have to worry about that until <laughs> Battlefront. Okay, so that's what I mean. Don't you, not going to be spending, you know, 60 bucks on a game until Battlefront. I can't think of anything I'd want between now and then. All right, then good. We're good. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, okay, Nancy, what's new on the blog? Uh, well, we, um, Bria finally or hit Korriban on her Knights of the Old Republic replay, which is not Morband. Uh, I feel like this should be a song, you know, Moraband was Korriban and Korriban is not Moraband. Or it banned was Cor. Uh, not enough syllables <laughs> yeah, in there. It's not. <laughs> Why did Corbin get the works? Because George that's nobody's, Lu- that's nobody's business, but the Sith. Because George Lucas. That's why. <laughs> <sighs> um, we also have reviews of Darth Vader number two, Darth Maul number four, and the Poe Dameron annual, which apparently had a really good uh, Poe Dameron facial expression and Leia Organa facial expression. Oh my god, it was so good. I need to get caught up with Poe Dameron. <laughs> wow, they're all in my comics lawology library for you. I know, you. I'll get them eventually. Um, and as well as all of Ms. Marvel, you should read that. What? As well as most of Ms. Marvel. You should read that. Oh, okay. Uh, also, we've got Awesome Con panel audio uh, from Bria. Um, she hosted the Rampant Speculation uh, panel and also the Ladies in a Galaxy Far, Far Away panel. Uh, so you can listen to those and hear uh, Emo Kylo Ren and Eric Geller. <laughs> <laughs> and uh kyle kyle wren <laughs> it was the, the the kylo cosplayer is his name is kyle which i think is really funny uh we're on that panel and then um a bunch of other people were on the uh ladies panel um some costumers our own show and also ek johnson was on that panel so check it out and that's all for the blog. Yay, which means it's time for Deke's Dirt News from Around Fandom. And happy news here. The Looking for Leia uh, documentary hit their Kickstarter goal. They are funded. Hooray! I'm excited about that. We kicked in for that. We did. Yay. You should. I, I don't think you can right now. I, I mean, you should anyway. But yeah. So yay, uh, congratulations everyone involved in that. We are very happy to see that that has uh, funded out. Yeah. Uh, the Delray Sampler, annual sampler, is available. Yes. Um, it's Well, it was available at um, cons, but you can get it from Amazon yeah, Available at Amazon. Yes. So if you want an e-copy, uh, go ahead and get that. It's free. So what do you have to lose? Um, I downloaded it. Um Looking forward to checking out the short stories. Um, 
you know, if you've if you've been asking, when are we going to get these short stories? Are you going to ever do a short story collection of the insider stories? Uh, well, if you want them, here are some of them in this this sampler. Which, yay, Neato. Yes. Uh, and uh, speaking of samplers, uh, the Inferno Squad first excerpt from uh, Chapter One is out. Uh, who yeah. had that? USA Today. Yes, USA Today. Uh, and I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that released, uh, Mitch Dyer uh, coined the term Dadmiral. <laughs> Dadmiral, yes. it's everything we've ever wanted in this fandom. Yes. So uh, apparently, I haven't read the excerpt yet, but um, it's, I believe it takes place during the first Death Star. And uh, so Iden Versio gets to see not one, but two Death Stars explode. <laughs> Which, uh, that sucks for her. That's rough, buddy. It's rough. <laughs> and finally, uh, are you looking to um, watch Rogue One and you don't own it? Uh, well, you can watch it on Netflix starting next month. Uh, the first Star Wars film to show up on Netflix. Star Wars film to show up on Netflix, yes. Uh, Clone Wars is on Netflix obviously uh rebels is not which i'm annoyed about because i would like to rewatch. that and i freaking hate the watch disney xd app so much i know i mean i need to just buy these episodes i think i have i don't know if i have i don't think we have any of rebels on blu-ray uh we do not know uh we should buy it because we like it (laughs) also the antilles extraction yes yeah um, so yeah, that's, uh, our news for Deke's Dirt. Um, we've got some, a lot of Pig's bullshit to talk about. <laughs> Only one item, but uh, we'll take a, up a good <laughs> chunk of the show. Yeah. Uh, do you want to intro the news here? Uh, okay. <laughs> you can. I mean, I can if you want me to. Yeah, do you do it. I'll do it then. Uh, so, uh, Phil Lord, or, uh, Lord Miller got fired. <laughs> I can't remember which one's Phil and which one's Christopher. Phil Lord, Phil Lord Christopher, Christopher Miller. Miller. Uh, yeah, they got fired. <laughs> with three weeks left of filming. Uh, that was a surprise. Uh, so if you were on Twitter, Star Wars Twitter, <laughs> um, last week, you may have noticed a uh, couple hours uh, where everyone was in a very WTF mood. Yeah. Uh, very much so. <laughs> like, what hap- what just happened? There was a lot of that. I mean, so what What were we doing? Uh, I believe I was just finished uh, biking, and uh, I, you were like, I, th- I think you said, holy shit, or something like that, and I was like, what? Because I thought something, you know, bad happened. Uh, oh, it was certainly bad for someone. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, that news, <laughs> which we were both really surprised about. Yeah, so where do we even start on this one? Uh, I guess, well, the, uh, the official statement was very sparse. It was very much uh, um, basically just stating creative differences. A new director will be announced shortly. Um, so that brought on a lot of questions. For example, why did it take so long to figure this out? So do we want to go through this, like direct addressing all these different issues that people have been bringing up? Sure, let's just do this bullet point form. Okay. So first off, um, I guess we'll do the, um... Express concerns first. So you ex- have expressed concern on Twitter. I don't know if I'd call it concern, but you've said that there is definitely something alarming here uh, and that either Lucasfilm, they should be analyzing what went wrong to make sure it doesn't happen again, pretty much. Right. Yeah, so I'm I'm a very process oriented person much more than results oriented mm-hmm. uh so i mean because you there can be 
you can have good luck with results and bad luck with results. Um, but it's your process leading into that uh, that that concerns that uh, is a little more concerning to me. Um, let me see if I can find this. Uh, if you come from the baseball saber metric oh, community. <laughs> Uh, there's a very famous uh, blog post um, by uh, Paul De Podesta, who introduced um, introduced me to a concept called uh, the the uh, success matrix. Um, uh, and this success uh, ma- matrix uh, was uh, written by a couple gentlemen call- named uh, Russo, Russo and Schumacher in a book called Winning Decisions. So on one axis is good outcome and bad outcome. The other axis is good process, bad process. Good process plus good outcome equals deserve success. Good process plus bad outcome equals bad break. Bad process plus good outcome equals dumb luck. Bad process plus bad outcome equals poetic justice. So when i was when i was looking at this last week and just mulling it over in my head i was thinking to myself okay um i mean there was there was some drama with rogue one there was some drama with the force awakens and i'm thinking to myself okay is maybe there a, is there maybe a process problem with how lucasfilm evaluates and hires directors and talent uh for their films um so if there is, that's a reason to be concerned because bad process uh, eventually goes from dumb luck to poetic justice, and you don't want to be in that quadrant of this matrix. Um, but, I mean, there's not a whole lot of evidence there that we can look at to point at anything, but um, I, I I do think that, A, maybe there is a problem with the process they're using to sign these signed directors. Um, because I, you look back at it now, and I'm not sure what you think about this, but pairing Lawrence Ka- Lawrence Kasdan with Lord Miller in hindsight is kind of an odd pairing. Yeah, I mean, so people have been talking about that. You know, not only does this show that there might be some process issues at Lucasfilm, but it's also concerning that they're not letting directors have creative freedom. Um, so uh, my re- response to that is twofold. One, I don't think any director working on Star Wars is going to get a ton of creative freedom anyway because you're working in a shared universe now. You know, the only person who ever really got 100% creative freedom working on Star Wars was George Lucas during the prequels. Um, So it's just not going to happen. You know, with with Ryan Johnson, you know, he's getting a lot of leeway, but there's still oversight at Lucasfilm, you know, and the story group. And if they didn't like what he was doing, they wouldn't be giving him this creative freedom. Um... So that's the first thing is that I don't think in a in a in a shared universe like Star Wars, just like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you're it's not the movies aren't known for oh look at the cre- creative freedom the the directorial authority like no one's really saying that except for you know film people like Star Wars fans are going to enjoy the movie and that's it uh, so. And I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> what, what was your question? Oh, the pairing them. Thank you. Lord Miller. Bring it back around. So people were saying that it's concerning that, you know, these directors don't get to do what they want. Okay. First of all, no director is going to get to do that in Star Wars. Second of all, like, it's, I don't know. Knowing what they're known for, like the sort of self-referential movies, you know, tongue-in-cheek jokey, I don't think that would have worked for Star Wars. I was excited because I wanted a funny movie, but I didn't want to, I don't want necessarily a comedy. And I think that's the, what Lucasfilm came to was that they, they chose them 
you know, I don't think it was a risk. I don't I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a risk, but it definitely wasn't as safe a choice for a Star Wars movie. But it definitely showed the direction that they wanted to go. Like you want to, you want to bring humor, a humorous touch to a movie. Those are good directors to bring in. But there's, it's a very fine line, and it seems like they were both, they were on other sides of it. You know, Lord and Miller were on one side, Kathleen Kennedy, Lawrence Kasdan, and the rest of Lucasfilm were on the other, and they just couldn't, they just couldn't come to an agreement pretty much uh so i don't know if i would say it was a disaster from you know it was it was destined not to work i think knowing what we do from all the articles that we've read about how uh you know these these disagreements started early on and they just there was basically no compromising going on that i think that is definitely destined to failure but if they were willing to compromise and talk to Kathleen Kennedy and Lawrence Kasdan and be like, you know, listen to their concerns about the movie and say, okay, yeah, we agree. But, you know, that comes down to the statement that they came out with, which was creative differences, and they're never going to agree. So that's my feelings on that matter. Yeah, so, I mean, as we've been reading through these sourced reports, uh, it's really starting to sound like Lord and Miller were just not willing to compromise yeah. what they wanted to do. Um, and in that, if, in that case, Lucasfilm is totally within their rights and frankly should dump directors mm-hmm. if they are not going to produce the film that was agreed upon. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, why... The question gets asked, why do you bring in Lord and Miller if you don't want their particular brand and style of directing, which at this point is very well known? Yeah, see, for me, it's harder for me to say that because I, I'm not super familiar with them. Like, pretty much all I, I know they did 21 Jump Street and I know they did the Lego movie. And that's pretty much all. Cloudy with a chance it. of meatballs. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I see. I don't know. Like, pretty much all I've seen is the Lego movie. And I mean, I really liked the Lego movie, but I can also see looking at the Lego movie and saying, oh, yeah, it's funny, but it's not what they want from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, I guess you come back to uh, this pairing with Kasdan. Kasdan is a writer who has more clout in Hollywood than most writers and he and his style is stick to the script mm-hmm. as written. Yeah. So was this per- and Lord Miller's improv improvisational directorial style was pretty well known. So was it perhaps an ill-fated pairing? Um I mean, I guess hindsight is 2020. You can look back and say of course it wasn't going to work, but um, well, not even saying, of course, it wasn't going to work, but uh, see the writing they, on the wall. Should they have seen the writing on the wall, and yeah. should they have known that this could be fraught, and they needed to keep their finger on the pulse a little more? Um, yes and no. I think that. Um, I I think in a way that's kind of what they did because. You know, as soon as things got concerning, they were keeping an eye on it, on, you know, on things by all accounts and what we've heard. Um, And it just, you know, I I feel like this is the sort of situation where you don't want to rush to such a such a harsh decision, like firing them like it's. From all the accounts, it seems like they tried to to work together, you know, and the Kathleen Kennedy didn't want to fire them, but it got to the point where that was the only thing, that was the only choice left. Um, so it does, it's like, okay, I, I wish you had figured this out earlier. It's concerning that you didn't, but I can also understand not wanting to jump the gun because if they had fired them, like, right away, then people would have been like, 
well, you're jumping the gun here. It's, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, and, you know, I could, you know, if she took them aside and they, you know, had a come to Jesus meeting and, you know, it can't, they agreed, you know, to the direction of the movie, like with Rogue One, you know, they wanted, they, they needed a different, they needed different scenes in the reshoots and Gareth Edwards was fine with it. If he hadn't been, it would have been a situation like mm-hmm. this. So, so do you think that, do you think that, do you think that, uh, given, given Kaz, then they should have gone with someone else from the beginning? Uh, probably. Yeah. I think in this movie, especially, I'm, you know, I feel like they would have benefited from someone like Ron Howard, or we'll get to him in a little bit, from the beginning, you know, a known quantity, a safe choice, because this is a hard movie. Like, it's a hard movie to, like, get the tone right. It's a hard movie to act in, because you're you're portraying characters that are iconic and that everyone knows. Um, So it seems like, you know, I don't know if this is the type of movie you want to take a risk like that, you know? Yeah. So is this the one where they should have played it safer on the directorial front? Yeah. Um, Another thing I heard earlier on a different podcast, uh, current geek, uh, they were discussing this and, saying how um you know er, you know with the standalones originally they had said they wanted to do different sort of um genres you know they wanted to do more like rogue one is more like a war movie and this movie was going to be more of a comedy but um that view sort of changing uh because you know Rogue One really wasn't much more of a war movie than the other Star Wars movies, especially in the original trilogy. It was it was a little bit closer to say Saving Private Ryan, but it definitely was not yeah. Saving Private well, Ryan. And it was mostly just the ending. Yeah. You know, like the rest of the movie was not. It, it's really that ending battle. But yeah, the rest of the movie was. Yeah. Stand was uh, just you know military space opera. Right, and so. The point was that, you know, because Star Wars is a shared universe now and there's going to be a bunch of movies, they they want every movie to feel like Star Wars, to have a certain tone that you go, this is a Star Wars movie. And within those movies, you might say, okay, Rogue One is a grittier war movie, but it's still got the same tone as all the other Star Wars movies. Same... And, you know, if they if they sort of, sort of came to that conclusion, they would say, okay, we want the Han Solo movie to feel the same way, but be a little funnier. Where Lord and Miller were like, but I thought we were making a comedy, <laughs> you know? So I can see both sides of the argument there. And I, I can see them saying, well, you hired us to do a job. Why don't you let you mm-hmm. do it? Like, we've talked about it before when, you know, Delray hires Tim Zahn to write the new Thrawn book. You let him write the new Thrawn book. But I also think if, you know, they are coming to you and saying, hey, we need you to do this or we need you to tone back this, um, you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a case where directors probably could learn a lot from uh, tie-in, uh, tie-in fiction authors. Yeah, really. Uh, because, you know, authors right now, if you're writing Star Wars, you know, it depends on the project, how much freedom you get to develop the plot and characters and stuff. But in every case, you know, you got to get the outline approved by the story group. You got to get the manuscript approved by the story story group. Um, so it's, you know, it's the same for these movies. And, you know, if you're, if you're, what you do in the movie affects canon and affects this whole Star Wars story. So, yeah. And especially for someone like Han Solo, um, I can definitely see them being like, 
Uh, let's not do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Uh, oh, I had something I wanted to segue into, but I've totally forgotten now. Oh. Uh, what were some? What were some of the other bullets uh, that have been brought up? Um. Well. Uh. The whole stupid uh, Lucasfilm needs new leadership hot takes. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's do this in like 30 seconds because <laughs> it doesn't deserve any more time than that. Yes. Uh, suggesting that Lucasfilm needs new leadership uh, and never applying the same um, the same litmus test to say Marvel <laughs> or DC. What could possibly be the difference here? Boobs. Yep. <laughs> Boobs and a vagina, mm-hmm, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so actually, I will re- I will retract that um, because that is a uh, I can't think of the word. It's a turfy thing to say, so I'll just say she's a woman. Yes. <laughs> Apologies, people. Yeah, correcting yeah, myself. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, that is a really bullshit, stupid argument, and I'm it not going to entertain it. Yeah, it is. Um, that doesn't deserve any more of our Kathleen Kennedy has been making producing movies more than most of these fan, longer than most of these fanboys have been alive. <laughs> yeah, um, it, if Lucasfilm needs new leadership, uh, who the hell are you going to find with an IMDb IMDb page more accomplished than Kathleen Kennedy? And that George Lucas handpicked to replace him. Yeah, you're like, not. You're not everyone- finding. Everyone forgets that. Like when they go off about, oh, they don't like what she's doing or, oh, Disney is the devil. Like, A, he brought in Kathleen Kennedy to replace him. B, he chose to to sell to Disney because he knew that he could trust Disney with Star Wars and did not trust anyone else. So. And hey, even after the sale, Bobby, you're happy to keep Kathleen Kennedy around. You know why? Because Kathleen Kennedy's credentials are impeccable. Also, shh, they movies made a crap ton of money. Yeah. And I'm, were generally well received. I, yeah, that's the craziest thing. Okay, <laughs> you're asking for a leadership you're asking for a leadership change after two movies made almost three billion dollars. Every <laughs> if you say that in a in a crowd of Hollywood industry professionals, you would get looks like you were the craziest person on the planet. Force Awakens is the highest grossing movie of all time. Domestically. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, I'll say it again. It's a bullshit argument and shame on you for making it. Yes. Moving on. Um, the other thing that came out today in the Hollywood Reporter article, there was a Hollywood Reporter article about, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Um, a lot in other sites, Cough io9, uh, glommed onto this part of it that Alden Ehrenreich, or they, that Lucasfilm brought in an acting coach for Alden Ehrenreich, um, and people are like, oh, my God, this is terrible. You know, this movie is going to be awful. And it's like, it might be awful, but I don't think that um, bringing in an acting coast is harbinger of doom and gloom. And it was just one part of this article that, you know, people seemed to. F- I don't know why they focused on that part of it. And I actually I do know because it creates alarm. Click, 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 yes, click, click, exactly. But, um, like, if they're watching the dailies and they're not seeing the performance they want from the star of the movie who's playing a super iconic character that everyone knows, um, yeah, they would want to do something about it. And I don't feel, don't think, like, getting an acting coach means they think he's terrible. It means they want it to be going a different way. Okay, so... And also, sorry, but he he apparently expressed concerns as well and, like, went to, you know, Kazdan and said, you know, I don't... I don't think it was Kazdan. It was another was producer. Well, yeah. So he he went to someone and was and said he did not... Basically, he did not like the direction it was going. So, you know, for the star of the movie to do that, you know, it seems like he's concerned as well, you know, and 
I I do not envy the man at all because I mean he's that to do what he That's has an to do unwinnable proposition all around right so I don't feel like it's a big deal that and yeah and as far as the whole acting coach thing goes the the thing that surprised me was given the gravity of the role the difficulty of the role that they didn't do it for they, uh, that they with. didn't have an acting coach from the first day yes. regardless of who they cast yeah yeah i agree with that um what else um do you want to move on to the new director or are there any other things we want to talk about with Lord and Miller? Uh, I mean, today especially, I don't think Lord and Miller came out looking very good yeah. in the process. I mean, I'll, I'll cover this more towards the end. I, I don't think I don't think anyone looks particularly great in this, uh, but Lord and Miller especially today don't. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. we can move on now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, Thursday, um, so the, so the news was announced on Tuesday, two days later on Thursday, they announced that, um, Ron Howard will is re- assume the directorial duties for the movie. And Twitter um, exploded in arrested development memes. Yes. Uh, so he was one of the first names bandied about as a possible, possible director. I think one of the first ones was Lawrence Kasdan taking over, but that was impossible due to Directors Guild rules. Yeah, a, a DGA rules say that um, if you're involved in a movie, you, you can't, can't take, take over, over directing. directing. Uh, there's an emergency clause, but it's only for seven days. Yeah. So Kasdan was out from the beginning. Uh, Joe Johnson was another option, which I think I would have liked, but I can also see them... He would be, I think he might be a better fit for a different type of movie. I'd, lo- I'd like Joe Johnston to. I like know Joe what Johnston Joe Johnson to... would be good for? Something I'm going to suggest during Cammie's Concerns. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so come back to that. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, no, they, uh, they went with uh, Ron Howard, which uh, it's definitely a safe choice. Yeah. Um, I mean,. He is a good director. He's well known and respected in Hollywood. He works um, well with all I, sorts of different. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything bad about Ron Howard, except maybe that he's boring and safe. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the. I think that's the worst you can say about Ron Howard. Yeah, I mean he's kind of there. Uh, directed one of my favorite movies of all time, Apollo Thirteen. Narrator um, in one of my favorite shows of all time, Arrested Development. And I will, so I have never seen Arrested Development. Um, Brian has tried to get me to watch it several times. Uh, and all of the memes that exploded on Twitter finally made me break and say, I will watch this damn movie or this damn show so I can understand. She didn't watch the damn show. <laughs> See? <laughs> I will. We can start tonight while I bike. Okay. I I like this plan. All Let's right. watch because I love that show. Okay. That is to me as Friends is to you. <laughs> okay, but there's a lot more Friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, Friends quality is pretty much consistent throughout. Yeah. This was a show on Fox, so yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ron Howard uh, is taking over. He has a history with Lucasfilm. Um, he, Willow. He directed Willow and he... Was in starred in American Graffiti, uh, so I, you know, I I feel like it's gonna be good. I mean, I don't know if I've ever I, he has directed comedies, but they were further further back in the past. Um, but I feel like he can bring the the seriousness that they want to the movie, um, as well as the humor that they want um because i mean han is a funny character but he's he's funny because of the situations he is in and the way he delivers lines not because he's trying to be funny yeah ron howard strikes me as fitting in well with lawrence kasdan's sensibilities Mm -hmm. so i think he i think ron howard is a good fit for the script that uh, kasdan wrote yeah exactly um i i do like the idea though that Last week, Ron Howard was probably sitting in his uh, replica lunar lunar module <laughs> reading the script. Does he have 
have a replica lunar module? I don't know module? if he does or not, but <laughs> if anyone has a replica lunar module, it's uh, it's Ron Howard. I will say that, um, so my favorite tweet about Ron Howard taking over uh, was Bobby Roberts tweeting um, Ron Howard's first day on the set, and it was a gif from Apollo 13 of this, we need to fit this we need to fit this. this square filter in this, this round, round hole. hole. <laughs> I'm like, that is perfect. A plus. It, I, I will say last week was a good week for memes. Yeah. Uh, one thing I read in one of the articles, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter one today, was that when news came about that Ron Howard was taking over, people on set applauded. Okay, so I talked about this on Twitter that a little bit. That is not good <laughs> so i'm not i'm choosing not to read too much into that right now uh i don't know if things on set were really as untenable as uh that kind of led you to believe so are they applauding because things were that bad or are they applauding because it's ron howard oscar winner i mean i can see i can see both i, I will be optimistic and choose the the first one about that uh or that it was just, oh, yay, Ron Howard, he's good, we like him. Yeah, so uh, I'm I, I'm just choosing not to read too much into that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, anything else about Ron Howard we want to talk about? <laughs> uh, everybody go watch Apollo 13, Arrested Development, and From the Earth to the Moon. Yes. Yeah. So I guess wrapping up this discussion... Um, I guess just talking about the movie in general. <laughs> um, I, I, I let's when just I, own it and say neither of us have ever been all that excited for this we're one. Not. I was excited when Laura Miller was brought on because I liked that idea. Well, I like their sensibilities. I want this movie to be like the Rathtar scene, the pre-Rathtar scene, like with that sort of humor and snark but also i'm looking forward to seeing what ron howard does with the star wars movie um i'm also kind of wondering if this might be ron howard's um demo reel for for lucasfilm it was his demo reel (laughs) being like oh hey you like what i did with this movie that i was only on for like three weeks uh well wait do you see what i can do with the whole movie you're making a lot of these right 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 uh so yeah i I, i'm not super excited about this movie um to be fair i was also not super excited about rogue one until i saw the first trailer um so it will, I think, depend a lot on that for me. Um, it's also like this time period is not my favorite. Like the you know the thing with Rogue One is I wasn't really super excited about it, but it knowing it was just prior to A New Hope, you know, and it was about the Death Star plans. I'm like, okay, original trilogy era. I like that. Yeah, but this is more. Yeah. Dark times. Pretty much all of that inner trilogy stuff. It's yeah. Rebels covers most of what I want. Yeah. Rogue One covered the other stuff I wanted. Yeah, like the formation of the rebellion, you know, like that is stuff I'm really enjoying in Rebels. Um, and, you know, Rogue One is, you know, telling the story about the Death Star plans and shows Imperial stuff, which is interesting. But like the Han movie, it's really much just. Han, like, as a character. Like, I'm fine with character movies. Just, yeah. we'll own up that Han's not that interesting to us. Well, it, I mean, and it's not even that he's not interesting. It's pre-A New Hope. Yeah. I don't find him interesting. So like, what if they did courtship correctly? No. As a Han film. No? No. <laughs> I know what Han Solo movie I would like to see. I just finished reading the book. <laughs> Solo Command, there we go. I I mean, it was kind of ironic that I was reading that book as this was all going down and I'm reading this and thinking, yeah, this is a Han Solo I'd like to see in a movie. You know, he's, you know, kind of a badass <laughs> general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, I mean, 
it, it like it's really going to be the the trailer. I I will go see it. Obviously, probably opening day, unless you know. Hopefully, we're. I mean, we'd go see a Boba Fett film at least once. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I mean, I just feel like, you know, the concept for it and the the plot is going to be really what what I want. And I just I can't think of anything at this point in time that I really actually. I will take that back. There is one thing in Han Solo's life I would really like to see, but I don't know if they're keeping it canon. The Imperial Academy? Yes. Like, if this is a story about how Han Solo goes to the Imperial Academy, gets kicked out because he's rescuing, he rescues Chewbacca and gets sucked into smuggling, yes, that is the story I want to see, but I don't know if they're keeping his Imperial backstory. Um, so, which I think is a, I think is a, a, I, I, I don't. If if they don't keep it, I will be very disappointed because I think it's that's a good backstory. It is, and it's. I mean, it's really it's it it brings a lot of depth to his character. Yeah, but to to tie all of this conversation about the real world discussion of this film, <laughs> um. I don't, like I said, I don't think anyone comes out of this looking particularly great. I think Lord Miller looked worse. Um, It is good that Lucasfilm saw this wasn't working and sucked up their pride and cut bait. Right. Uh, It's it's good. It's always good if you own up to something isn't working and do a course correction. It kind of makes me feel at least a little relieved knowing that they will... Do something like that. It should make you feel better about nine. Yeah, um, because you know a lot of people have expressed concern about um, Colin Trevorrow, and I, I I feel like now if he's not doing what they want him to do, they will they'll rein him in yeah. or get rid of him. Yeah. So um, so that so that at least is reassuring. Yeah. Um. It's actually kind of making me more interested in seeing the Han Solo movie because I want to see what all the drama was about. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's what they had in mind, but <laughs> yeah. So i i kind of uh, I kind of boiled down my thoughts of the last week and change into a single tweet. Um, <laughs> Lucasfilm was correct to get rid of them. Lucasfilm may have a process problem that led to this. Uh-huh. Lucasfilm probably has learned some lessons yeah. and will be better off moving forward. Yes, exactly. I think all the people who are saying, oh, they're not going to give people creative freedom, they might want to blame Lord and Miller because if they had been more willing to, you know, compromise and play ball with them, Lucasfilm might have been more willing to hire more risky directors well, later on. And, you know, this, this, pro- this probably started before... Lord and Miller, and this go- probably goes all the way back to Josh Trank just self imploding, yeah, on Fantastic Four. So that threw that threw their whole standalone strategy into disarray. So they probably had to play it safer with this one just to get things back on track. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's tough. Yeah. But uh, I think. I think Lucasfilm will have learned some lessons. And you have to remember, this is really Lucasfilm 2.0. And it's still a relatively young iteration of Lucasfilm. They're still working out the kinks. Right. So if we're still having this kind of drama in five years with the exact same things happening, then you worry. Right. Uh, But right now, I'd I'd say, yeah, they're working things out, figuring Mm -hmm. out how to go how to go forward, how to, what they're looking for, how they want to do things. Yeah. It's going to happen. Right. So, uh, my exceedingly mild take is, eh, well, yeah, nobody looks particularly great, but people probably learned some lessons and the movie's probably fine. Very mild takes we have. Mm-hmm. Mild takes. Yeah. So, do we want to move on? <laughs> yeah, we've got about uh, we got about 10 15 minutes here. I think we can do this in that time. 
Yes. So Cammy's concerns. What do you got for a little brief Cammy's concerns this week? Uh, so I was thinking since we were going to be discussing uh, the Han Solo movie in the news that um, we should do Cammy's concerns on standalone movies we'd rather have than the Han Solo movie. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're dumping on this poor we film are. so okay, much. Okay, I will rephrase that. Standalone movies we'd like to have after the Han Solo movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because we might end up loving a Han Solo movie. It's, it's I mean, true. there has been books that I was like, really? We're publishing that? And then I ended up loving it. So, you know. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will start off with the ever-requested Obi-Wan movie. Um, which, I, I don't even know if I really want I just would like to see Ewan McGregor play Obi-Wan Kenobi again uh, under a different director and with a different script. Um, Mostly, I would like to see this because I am fascinated with the relationship between Obi-Wan and the Larses um, from way back in the day when the Return of the Jedi novelization said that Owen was Obi-Wan's brother. Um, and that was, you know, what was canon in my head for until, you know, uh, Attack of the Clones came out. Um, so I, I love that idea of there being some sort of huge falling out between them. Um, and the... that him not knowing Owen, bef- you know, beforehand might actually make this even more of a falling out. Um, but just basically the whole idea of him watching over Luke and having these disagreements of how he's raised and, you know, Brew trying to make peace and then, you know, just comes to a head because they just want to give him a normal life. And meanwhile, Obi-Wan is there waiting for the day that he can bring Luke out to save the galaxy. So that's one for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I'm never sure if I want this more as a movie <laughs> or a Netflix original series. Uh-huh. An X-Wing thing. <laughs> yeah. If it's a movie, Joe Johnston should totally do it. That's what I was thinking when we were talking about him, because I was thinking about Captain America, the first Avenger. And how much I love that movie. And I'm thinking, imagine an X-Wing movie with the feel of Captain America. Oh. oh like an X-Wing great. movie set during the original trilogy. Like, I, I'd always been like, yeah, I want a Wedge X-Wing movie. Now, <laughs> now I want just, I, I want uh, some original character to be the center of this movie. Well. <sighs> with Wedge off in the periphery. Well, what I really want is... Rogue Squadron, the movie that we thought Rogue One was going to be. <laughs> uh, because as much as we both enjoyed Rogue One, and I'm glad it is a movie that we have, um, I think we're still both a little bitter that the elation we felt upon hearing the title Rogue One and thinking X-Wing movie did not come to fruition and that we're still a little bitter that they kept that title knowing that we were going to have that reaction yeah yeah (laughs) just (sighs) basically i want the story of how rogue squadron that we see in empire or rogue flight whatever rogue group whatever they end up calling it how that comes to be after rogue one and knowing their history um, do they take that name because of them? Does Rogue Squadron become become this group that does impossible things, mm-hmm. uh, suicide missions? Yeah, where where that one might run into trouble is they'd have to do a lot of recasting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know if they do that. Uh, you could probably do a Rogue Squadron movie after Jedi mm-hmm. at some point. I think that particular story you proposed may be better in book or comic form 
Yeah, I mean, um, I'd be. F- I fun I just want that. the story somehow. Give it to me in any medium. Yeah. Um, I think you've got another you would like though. Um, again, this is one I don't know if I'd rather see it like in a movie or TV. Yeah, I think an animated series would work well because you can use the same actors. Uh, a um something about Luke's Jedi Academy. Yeah. Um because that's a story that needs to be told. Um, you know, I'm imagining the book, the companion book to Bloodline will come out eventually. But I mean, you know, I, I want to see what Luke has been doing all these years. And I'm sure that once, you know, episode nine is over with, the floodgates will open. But I would like to see it. Um and if they can, you know, de-age Mark Hamill and, and do a movie with Adam, him and Adam Driver, uh, I would not say no to that. <laughs> uh, if they did just a animated series about Luke setting up the Jedi Academy and one of the students, you know, is the main character, I'd be fine with that. Um, and then they could do a thir- through route because I still think the idea of all the Jedi that Luke is taught being dead is stupid because if all these Jedi survived Order 66, if some of his Jedi were away from his temple, they could have survived and they could be out there and you could have like them come back and do a story of what they've been doing. Just a thought. I'm game for that. <laughs> Uh, other movies we'd like to see. Uh, Doctor Afra, which would essentially be Indiana Jones in space. <laughs> I could see that. Um, trying to think. I feel like I we've know. discussed a bunch of ideas on the shows in the past. We've just never. I put feel them into like a single I segment. wouldn't. I would like a Boba Fett movie, but not in the way that they would actually do one. Lady takes up the mantle of Boba Fett. Yes. Although we, I mean, kind of like Cobb Vanth has kind of done that already. Yeah, yeah. But like, I would like that whole idea of like Boba Fett being like a, like the Dread Pirate Roberts, basically. Mm, yeah, I could go for that. <laughs> um, No, that uh, uh, Smugglers. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Han movie, probably going to get that. But, like, something about, like, a the, the underworld. Like, the underworld, like, the show they were going to do. But you you could do a heist film. Yeah. A la scound- Scoundrels. Yes. I, I wish I would I really wish enjoy the that. the movie was Scoundrels. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of, like, different events I would like to see portrayed. Um, you know, I t- talked about like the Jedi Academy and Kylo's Ky- turn to the dark side. Um, things that were mentioned in the movies that I would like to see. Well, so ha- Lando talks about his little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. I'd like to see that in the Han Solo movie <laughs> um, or just another movie. Um, I'd like to see a new shadows of the empire um i can see them doing that as an animated something um because i mean mainly because the i the time period between empire and jedi is really unexplored and i would really like to see to see that you know to see like what happened in between there um oh. another thing oh well i mean we have Rogue One. We can have Rogue Two, where they find out about the second Death Star. <laughs> Many Bothans died. Something that would be interesting, uh, I think Jay would, our friend Jay would like this, is uh, a more Imperial-based movie. Something with you know court intrigue and learn seeing how like the Empire, you know, existed on Coruscant and like having Ian McDiarmid play the Emperor again would be kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. 
Any other, like, things we had a reference in Star Wars that we- I just want more military-based stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love, I liked Rogue One, and I think that's why I get so bitter is because I'm like, I want, I- that, What if the whole thing was just that exploring battle, the people who were in the Battle of Scarif? Yeah. Like, that battle was so good, and, like, that's, you know, what I wanted. You know, I, I, I would like something like that where it's, you're focusing on one group that's the ground people and one group that's the, you know, uh, pilots. Yeah. I essentially wanted Scarif to be stretched out for two hours. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up there. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so this episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. You can find us on Twitter with the handles Tashi underscore station. Uh, Nancy is Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. I'm Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook for the Tashi Station Network. Uh, we're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, do leave a review. It helps us grow the show. You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. Catch you all next time. Bye. So long. podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Oh, 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 oh